everybody and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Gangsters Certified. I am your host, Illy Vish. And this week we have Gemini Brown's astro forecast, letting us know what astrological energy will be under the influence of this week. And I also have my chat with Transmuting Butterfly regarding astrology, transmutation, and the role of the mind. It's a chat that I had with her that we streamed live over Facebook. I um, hope everybody is having a good week, taking advantage of this Sagittarius energy with the sun and Jupiter there. Build, go for it, and do your best. I mean, we've got Saturn and Capricorn, Jupiter and Sag, two, two um, planets in their home domicile and it just feels good right about now you know what i mean i just wanted to remind everybody that with saturn and capricorn you do the hard work you'll get rewarded for it and that jupiter is going to expand wherever it touches touches excuse me so a reminder to everyone is to make sure that you're looking at your chart see how this energy is personally impacting you so that you can figure out exactly how you can make the most of it but everybody sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here, back with another episode of Novel Kicking Knowledge. Today, we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast, seeing what the stars have in store for us. So, let's get into it. As always, shout out to all the Sagittariuses out there celebrating birthdays this week. We got some interesting energy with you, particularly those of you at the end of the week. Why? We have a new moon in the sign of Sagittarius. And this is a special new moon. Why? Because the ruler, Jupiter, the god of gods, is home in Sagittarius, which is really going to be adding emphasis and luck and abundance to whatever it is that you're trying to manifest in this area of life and for this particular cycle. So, if you don't know, new moons are a time where we are focusing on what it is that we want to uh, manifest into our lives uh, for the upcoming cycle and cycles here on out. Uh, you know, Sagittarius is uh, the sign of higher learning, uh, truth, belief, right? So we should be thinking, okay, how can I implement more of my truth? How can I live my truth um, in this particular area of life? How can I expand upon that? How can I be more optimistic? How can, you know, I... Seek out adventure in this area of life. Okay? So these are all things that we can be thinking about um, for this particular cycle. But I definitely would focus on the living of your truth and the structuring of that. Always remember, Sagittarius also corresponds to religion. And if you know me, I don't really view the idea of religion itself as a bad thing. Okay? It's a 
disciplined uh, approach towards spirituality. Okay, it's a little, you know, narrow, but you can make it work for you. The, the key thing is that you want to take uh, the structure and the discipline and, you know, implement that into whatever it is that you believe in. All right. Uh, so this new moon, very, very, very interesting new moon. And the theme for this new moon is going to be structured focus. All right. Okay, so the full moon we just had was in the sign of Sagittarius. Uh, you know, suns and Sag, the moon was in Gemini. It Mars is currently in Pisces, so it created a square. It just so happens that this new moon is also going to be squaring Mars. And this new moon is going to be squaring Neptune. Mars is going to be conjunct Neptune and Pisces is that too. So it really, really uh, adds emphasis to this. So leading up to this uh, new moon, we are, going, we are going to be feeling very scattered, very um, anxious, paranoid, okay, things of that nature. And I say it religiously. You, We all have to find different ways to calm our mind. And the interesting thing about Sagittarius energy is that um, Sagittarius is like optimism and it's like Sagittarius are known for like talking shit okay think of DJ Khaled right we all need a little we need to have a little bit of DJ Khaled in ourselves where we hype ourselves up you know we, we let ourselves know you the greatest right we got another one another hit you know my kid is the best whatever we need that type of energy cause this week with um, you know, Mars and Neptune dancing with each other and then coming into this square, our sensitivity towards things are going to be at an all-time high. And, you know, uh, with Mercury retrograde, it's just inevitable that the slightest thing someone says will probably make us feel some type of way. So we have to do a good job of really focusing on what is actually happening and not letting our fantasies or delusions run away with us, okay? So, you know, one thing about uh, Neptune and Mars together is in Pisces is that that's going to be creating this uh, energy to want to escape. So some of us, you know, we escape through sex, we escape through you know, drinking, smoking, whatever your vice is. Some people eating, right? That energy is going to be active this week. We want to, like, get the fuck up out of here. We're looking for something that is going to bring us this sense of, you know, pleasure and, like, okay, everything's all right. But what what what's going to happen if we, you know, feed into that too much is we're going to lose sight of the goals, right? What it is... How can I effectively take advantage of this energy? The things I mentioned before. How can I implement these things, expand on them in this area of life? So, focus is going to be the key thing. And you literally want to take this energy, right? And put some spiritual practices into motion, okay? If you've been wanting to go to the gym... 
go to the gym. If you've been wanting to get do some crystal, uh, get some crystals, get some crystals. If you've been wanting to get a reading, get a reading. This is the week we have the energy and willpower towards, you know, to put towards, you know, the things we believe in our spirituality and all of that. Okay, but at the same time, the lower level of is like, I'm trying to escape. I'm trying to get fucked. I'm trying to fuck somebody. You know that type of shit. I'm trying to get high. So this is going to be the battle this week. So it's going to take some real focus. But another thing with Neptune is imagination, right? So we want to like literally take time each day to visualize what it is, you know, research. How can I implement, you know, if you want to travel, you know, start looking for some deals. All right. So we want to take that energy. Imagine. Imagine what we want and then slowly take action towards that. Okay? So, you know, like I said, this energy will be squaring sun and moon. The, these planets, like I said, have the alignment for, you know, certain uh, behaviors to be revealed. Right, so let's just say secrets. Certain secrets can be revealed. Venus will also be heading back into Scorpio. So there's just gonna be something that occurs that literally fucks with us. It arises that anger. It, it's that square to Mars. So it's likely to be some type of secret. I wouldn't be surprised if you found out like the dude you know, who you go to the gym with or whatever is molesting kids. You know, something of that nature, something immoral or or that, you know, somebody you've been cool with for years is really a racist. They may come out and say something racist. You get what I'm saying? Now, that's funny. They don't actually have to be a racist. That's part of the delusions. But it's going to be something to this nature that we find out, that we hear, that we perceive that's like, what the fuck? You know? So, I said, it's going to be a very, very tricky week. But through real focus and awareness, which, you know, this information is, we can fight through all of that. I would say, you know, uh, especially with the, the retrograde. So, there's always these rules to the retrogrades. Don't buy this. Don't do this. You know, I'm always like, proceed with your, you know, go with your gut. Go with your intuition, but I'm pretty much can let you know this week, this is a time where I wouldn't, like, you know, even if it's your best friend, I wouldn't lend anybody any money, I wouldn't lend them my car, I wouldn't go out of my way this week to be generous or whatever because this type of energy just, it's a deceptive energy. You know, we can be taken advantage of. So somebody can ask you for money to pay their bills, but they're really going to go buy drugs. You know, something like that. All right. So it's it's important. Like like I said, I would just proceed with caution. Someone asks me, like, yo, I don't got it. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, this could be the week someone who's owed you money. You're like, yo, you still didn't pay me back. You know what I'm saying? Or someone's supposed to you know, do a service for you or send you something and they have it. This is that week where you're like, what the fuck? You know, so all of this is going to be in the air 
or whatever. Um, you know, awareness is everything. So as long as we're on our job, as long as we're focused, things will be, uh, we'll know how to deal with it, right? But also the next thing with Venus uh, going back into Scorpio, what's going to add to this is that we're going to be feeling vulnerable. We're going to want to be uh, intimate. We're going to want to be close to somebody, right? But you just got to be, you got to be aware of what you're doing this week because with Neptune present, it could be like, it's one of the things like, it, it, it seems good in the moment, but then next week you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck did I do? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's something to uh, pay attention to along the lines of, like I said, you know, secrets will come out, things of that nature. So, very, very interesting week. If anything that I mentioned like this happens or occurs, feel free to comment. Let me know what's going on. All right. This is my interpretation of this week's forecast. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. If you need a reading, holler at me. Till next time. Peace. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me just check and make sure everything is popped up the way that it's supposed to on Facebook. We should be able to hi everybody. Wait a minute, because we're now officially streaming. Okay. Wait a second. And probably try to wait for people to like come in. Yes. I just shared it, which is so funny because now I know what you're saying about the graphic. <laughs> no, I don't see the graphic, but on Facebook, it's like completely black. What? Yeah. Or, oh, no. It, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It, it is visible. The graphic is up. Yay. Yay. Okay. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sure everything was okay with the stream. Yes. So I guess now would be a good time to get started. As we are a few minutes late, we can thank Mercury Retrograde for some of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I do apologize, but um, hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. I am your host, Billy Bish. And this week, I have a wonderful, 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 beautiful guest who gave me a reading that gave me life. Let me tell y'all. So a lot of times, I know people don't know where to look for what as far as, you know, spiritual guidance is concerned, but she just really spoke to me and we're connected in the Facebook community and I always see her positive spirit and that great transformative energy so I was like I have to get her on here <laughs> so I butterfly say hello please hello everybody thank you thank you for having me on the podcast I mean I've been you're doing your thing and I'm honored to be invited so thank you wonderful yes so glad to have her here 
And um, what we wanted to talk about tonight, um, I kind of like to stay free flowing with everything, but this stood out um, to us both. Astrology, transmutation, and the role of the mind, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, like, it's, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and it's so funny because this topic came before the reading and it ended up being so much of the reading too, where it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> The mind, the mind, you know, and I think I mean, it's not just for like you or me, it's for everybody um, having to understand the mind and the role it plays in our spiritual ascension, in our everyday life and everything we do. And so, you know, I said, we need to talk about this because, you know, it's great to be all high vibe spiritual talking about the highest possible thing. Right. But we need right. to come back down into the mind because the mind is our connection to the physical reality. And the state of your mind sets the stage um, to what you're experiencing in your life. Yes. Mm hmm. So. That. There's so many things that we see about it all the time, though, that people just look at it as kind of cliche, like, oh, your thoughts are powerful, you know, mind your thoughts, what are you paying attention to? But it, everything starts in the mind, so that says a lot about what we're led to look at in life. Yep. And the way I say is, like, people think that, you know, it has to make logical sense, you know, that you have to formulate your plan with your mind first, and then you act. But people fail to see that, yes, the mind is a powerful, powerful part of our, you know, toolbox, mm -hmm. this reality. But um, the truth is the mind is really just like a 3D printer. It's supposed to take in information. Mm -hmm. and it kind of organizes the information, but it's supposed to output what you input. Now, the thing is, what are you inputting into your mind? Because what you're inputting, if it's um, like, let's, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Scorpio. I'm diving straight in, girl. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Because, you know, the... <laughs> Mental constructs, the things that we grew up with, the way our parents taught us how to think, um, what to do, the way society uh, told us what to think, how to act, who to be, um, the input that has been programmed into our mind is not of our own. Before I do continue, I want to say I hear myself. So um, I don't know if we can cut back on the feedback a bit. Let's see. Okay. Or headphones. Yeah. Okay. How's that? Let's see. Oh, oh, I hear myself. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> but it should be fixed now. I was trying to make sure I could look at the comments at the same okay. time. I actually think it's you listening to me. Okay, let me try this. One, so, two, Mercury retrograde is just having so much fun with us. Yes, it's real out here. 
It is. And let me say, you sound girl. so much better. How about now? I love it. Oh, yeah, girl. You did it. Was that better? You sound so good. Yes. Perfect. No, I didn't hear anything. So my oh. headphones. But I had turned down my microphone just a bit. For okay. Over here. So maybe you're not hearing feedback of yourself so much. Okay. But this powerful we were we were talking about um diving deep of course i have scorpio energy here with me this evening <laughs> which of course wants to uncover and look under the depths scorpio energy does not like the superficial so going deep i'm ready okay perfect so yeah so we grew up and we had all these programs uh put into our mind and the truth is do these programs really honor who you are and who you have become from child to adult? Mm. Most of the time, it's a no. It, you know, the things your parents taught you don't really jive completely with what you want to create in your life. Um, a lot of these programs are outdated in our mind. And so when we finally try to take control of our life, 100 percent mm -hmm. um these programs don't jive they're they're outdated they're old so what happens a lot of times most people think that they have failed as adults because the programming that they were taught to use mm -hmm. isn't calculating isn't creating the way they expected or were told to um, expect. Oh, okay. Okay. So what happens is the way society works and how it's just constructed, it's like, oh, no, you're the problem. It's not the program. It's not what we taught you. It's not how we raised you. You're the problem. Hmm. You didn't use the program right. And that's where people get killed emotionally. Oh, yes, definitely. That's, that's where people get told and put down and broken. And they think it's them and they don't realize it's their mind and how they're using their mind and how so much of what was put onto them by their parents is really, or in society or whatever, all your experiences is really the issue. And so what happens? What happens when you finally come to your senses and go, oh, my God, I'm using this thing completely wrong. Yeah. These things don't work for me. What do I do? Well, usually we go into crisis because we're like, what? I don't know what to do. You know, like, wait, what am I supposed to think? Wait, what am I? How am I supposed to create my life if it's not with my brain? You know? Because so we've been relying on. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so, like I said, they think it's 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 the brain that's supposed to be dictating and it's only a printer. It's only a damn printer. You try surfing the Web on a printer. <laughs> it's not really good. Yeah. The true the true computer, the true central processing unit of your life is your heart and your soul, my friends. That's where you find the true programming for your life. It's not the mind. The mind is supposed to receive the programming mm -hmm. of the heart and the soul. 
and let that sink in. The first step that one can take, okay, once we realize that, you know, that is the case, and we've been working off of this programming for so long, and not even really thinking it could be any different. I mean, I guess the first step is to realize it, but after that, what do we do? Right. So, and that's the best part because people, after you realize it, people usually fall into that fear because mm-hmm. now they don't know anything. And that's when you need to connect to your heart and soul more than ever. You need to go within yourself. You need to get to know yourself again. Because if you've already realized that the programming of your mind and the way you see yourself and the way you act, think, speak is not of you, then what is of you? What? Uh, who are you? And what? so... That leads you onto the adventure of finding your true self, finding your true program. And that requires going in, hey, what makes you happy in life? Like what what experiences, what, um, you know, thoughts, what actions that you've learned that you maybe haven't honored. Like, I love reading books. Oh my God, I don't read enough books. Maybe I should do more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, oh man, you know, I've, this this topic has always truly interested me, but my parents always said, that's a waste of time. Well, hmm, maybe I should go into that topic and learn more. You start honoring yourself. You start finding who you are, what you like, what makes you happy. And you go based off of that and you, you get to create this new program for your mind based on happiness, love, satisfaction, and whatever else you feel you need to feel whole and complete and functioning in this reality. Yeah, I just saw my cousin make a comment, remember who you are. And at the core of all of us, you know, we're love, we're here supposed to be having an experience that, you know, we're, we're spiritual beings having a humanist experience. And a lot of the times the humanist, we get caught up in that, like you said, because of the conditioning. So if you can divert back to kind of remembering, you know, who you are in spirit and that you have this creative ability, then you can go out and really find the things that speak to you. And I kind of feel like when you gave me my reading, <laughs> which was amazing, by the way, everybody, oh my gosh. Um, one of the things that I noticed is looking at your birth chart, I know a lot of people aren't necessarily, necessarily, excuse me, familiar with the energy that they have, but it's so important because it tells you how to work with what you have. And then that mental conditioning you had isn't as important once you get in contact with your actual energy, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's such a great tool to understand It literally, to me, it's not just the energy of your soul, but it speaks so much of to what program you came into. Uh, (laughs) Because every placement in your chart, um, we, you know, a lot of people tend to look at the chart one dimensionally as to, oh, this position means this and that's it and you're screwed. (laughs) You know, like, no, like, no, it's, this is not how it works. There's literal levels to your chart. Yes, you have the base chart, you have the points, but every point has a high level and a low level. 
And so if we look at your life and you know that you were not in the highest of vibrations, um, you were probably the programming is tapping into the lower frequency of these placements. Right. So what you do is with astrology, you can look at your Mercury. Look what's happening to your Mercury. Mercury is the mind. Look at the third house, you know, as well. See what's happening in areas that affect the mind. And if you're in the lower vibration of the placement, then you should already, if you're, you know, if your astrologer is doing its thing, uh, they'll show you what the higher vibration of that is. That'll give you awareness as to what to aim for. And it'll also show you how other planets um, affect that area and how you can best use them and, you know, like do the damn thing and change your life. You know, it's a great tool. It's a great tool. Um, but in the end, no matter the tools, it's going to be you, you, your mind, your actions, like it boils down to you. Definitely does. We all have to take responsibility for us. You can't just go, Oh my, like I could say, or if I wanted to blame things on it, I could look at a natal placement and go, oh, well, my predisposition to kind of like flying off the handle, but pushing that energy inward would be Mars and Virgo at a zero degree retrograde. But I'm still responsible for that. I can't, I can't walk around like a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. You know what I mean? I, I yes. still have to handle myself. I'm aware of that energy. So it helps me actually deal with it better. And that is the point I think yeah to be aware of it and then to be able to work with it positively so I go okay I nitpick and I'm good at detail so let me direct this energy impose my will so to speak in a different way you know so yes totally totally agree with you there yeah and I mean awareness 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 I mean we've been saying it a few times already I just want to stress it one more time awareness is the key, the first key to anything that you want to change. You need to bring awareness into it. Um, Something I tell my clients when I see them, and I'm going to share it here on the podcast, girl. It's it's one of these little um, homeworks I give usually. So when people are having a struggle with their mind and they can't get a damn thought or, you know, like, Things that just, uh, they can't change. They, they just don't know how to start. Okay. They're so frustrated. Um, I tell them, okay, take one week of your time and just bring awareness in your mind. Don't do anything. Just literally be an observer of your own mind. Look at how you speak to yourself in your thoughts. Look at how you speak to other people in your thoughts. Um, look, look at what you're saying to yourself for one week, just sit as an observer of your own mind. Hmm. It's powerful. That's key. It's key. Observe. See, I also tie that into people get a little upset when, you know, they're like, Oh, people tell me I should meditate. Well, what are you really doing in your meditative state? To me, it's a, it's a function of my awareness. I'm not judging anything that's coming by. Thoughts are just floating by as they are. They're like traffic. They're coming. They're going. And in that awareness, you can figure out, oh, my God, is this the inner dialogue that I've had all this time that, you know, has been 
working in the background of my life. So if you're not getting what you want, what that has to do with your thoughts and your inner dialogue, you know, if you're feeling incomplete or if you're feeling incapable of something in this constant dialogue that you have going on is reminding you of that. Well, you're, that's what you're going to get. And it sounds so cliched, but it's so true. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I love how you keep saying that, man. It sounds cliche. It's true. Everybody is saying it. No one is doing it. Nobody. Yeah. Like Everyone wants to sound smart, but no one actually goes in there and gets dirty in their shit. And I'm going to yeah. say it like that. And, and, and it, it just, they just keep running around the, the <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I heard your podcast with, uh, for the Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde thing. And you were like, I shared this meme, you know, stepping from gum into shit. <laughs> and it's kind of like that. You're like, yeah, I'm going to move forward. No, like you keep doing the same stuff, guys. Uh, it takes real action. And that's why I, I suggest a week of just awareness. Don't even try to change anything. Just look, really look, take the time because, um, that one week foundation is going to set the tone. You're going to realize like, damn, I don't speak to myself so well. Like, oh my God, that guy cut me off. And all I could think about was killing him in my head. You know, like maybe I shouldn't be thinking these thoughts. <laughs> if that's what, I don't want no one to wish that upon me. Right, if I right. cut them off in a hurry or something. So, you know, that's the next step after the awareness is literally intersection, interjection, um, where you cut it off. Um, you either cut it off once you realize you're going to start saying something negative. So like, oh my God, I don't look good. At no, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. Like you're going to stop yourself and go, no, I, I am me. I have to love myself. I know I bought this outfit because I liked it. Stop. You know, like you're going to flip the switch. Um, mm -hmm. this is, this is going to take a longer time to do because, um, you know, you don't just change your paradigms, change your thought processes overnight. Uh, that takes a while, but starting that flip, that switch is so important and it'll just, it you'll, you'll see how more often you do it. And the longer you do it, man, you're just going to start dropping these negative thought patterns so yeah. quick. And, and you're going to change your mindset and the mindset is going to change your life. Monique, your cousin, right? <laughs> She's like reframe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I agree. There's, yes. Yes. So you're going to exactly, you're going to reframe your thought process, your mindset, everything and love yourself, man. Pour the love into yourself. When you bring that love into yourself, one thing that I notice, and, and when you're able to reframe, it's the small things that don't even seem as if, you know, oh, it's a big deal. But like, mm -hmm. let's look at something like, okay, every Sunday night or like Monday, if I'm on social media, I will see people, you know, posting the, oh, Monday's coming. Like, you know, oh, the dreaded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I mean, I've worked many a job. I was not happy about being there for it, except for the paycheck. So, mm -hmm. The reframe that I started with that with work is I kind of tell myself, well, this is Monday. Look what I get to do. Yes. And then I choose from my day the things that are positive that I'm working on or putting out in 
to the world. So I'm transmuting the negative thoughts into the positive thoughts and looking at um, what I'm grateful for. So again, it's that awareness and then to stop for that moment to be grateful for what you do have. Because I remember the last regular job I worked, like mm-hmm. office building, I just kept yeah. to myself, child, you are going to be your own boss and that's coming. So that was a reminder. You're building your skills here, everything that you need to get you where you need to go to do what you would like to do. And right. that was my little mantra. That was my little reminder. That was my way of, you know, coming back to the love for myself. Like, okay, mm-hmm. don't even think about the annoyance of, of the moment. That's going to happen naturally. I mean, all of us sometimes work with people that you're like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Well, talking about working with people. Yes, I have a thing. Like, everybody's always saying, happy Friday, happy Friday. Well, I'm the one that comes in saying, happy Monday, happy Monday, <laughs> you know? And yeah. yesterday I came to work and I said, happy Monday to a coworker. My coworker's like, what's so happy about it? I go, Monday. And he just looked at me and I looked at him like, it's Monday. Hey, start of a new week, you know? So, yeah, I get you on. See, people, like you said, they, they, they dread the Monday and they stick themselves into this negativity that is pointless. It's Monday every seven days. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's like, why? And, and two, if we looked at it from like an astrological perspective, I have this app. Mm-hmm. Um, called planetary times and I love it because like it tells you know there's different planets that rule different hours and different planets rule different days and yes like it's the moon day technically so if you even wanted to take it a step deeper mm-hmm. um, receptive energy um, it's a feminine energy if you wanted to think of something to kind of concentrate on to bring you back um, to positivity. Well, what, you know, what are some of the things that we could think about for that? Like some keywords that people could work with, like nurturing, like yeah. use Monday to, uh, yeah, you're starting your work week, but use it somehow to nurture yourself. Absolutely. Something like, you know, these things, these patterns and stuff in the universe aren't there just because, you know, all of this is connected for a reason. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely, girl. I love that. I love associating words. And here we are again, back into Mercury. <laughs> How are we communicating with ourselves, with our reality, with our external environment? Um, you know, the first step is within yourself. You change yourself to change your life. Right. Um, so yeah, no, absolutely. Once you bring that awareness within yourself, within your mind, you're going to start bringing the awareness externally and seeing how, oh crap, you know, this happens externally because of the internal tie, you know, like whatever it is that you realize. Um, but with the Monday and the keywords, I mean, that's powerful. I'm going to have to implement that. <laughs> I, yes, listen, I totally, I, I totally get that. It's new. It's kind of new to me. I've been looking at it and it's because of that app. It'll, it'll just announce randomly. It's Venus time. You know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's for Venus. And then I'll actually stop for a moment 
and think of like Venus themed things in the higher vibration of it, all the good stuff. You know what I mean? And how can I use this time that Venus rules to align with that energy? So same mm-hmm. thing with Mondays. I'm like, you know, I need to be open and receptive today. Yes. You know, this is the day of I, I can better myself. And especially during this Mercury retrograde, which is getting a bad rap because I feel like it's the I hate to say it like this, but it's like the pumpkin spice latte of astrology. It's like the basic bitch of astrology. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that meme, girl. I saw that. <laughs> so that's what it's turned into. You know, things can yeah. be but at the same time, the universe is giving you time to kind of slow down and reflect. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, this internal awareness, no better time than a Mercury retrograde, because that's literally what it's about. Like, you know, it's, it's, um, how do I say this? Like, you know, everyone, like you said, dreads the retrograde, but that's their mindset. That's their negative perception. They literally need to transmute that thought. Like, I feel every time someone's upset about a retrograde, like I'm here, like, uh, face palm because it's like you guys are seeing it completely wrong and you're right. you're standing in fear as opposed to your power and that's exactly what's happening to people that are unhappy with their life it's their mindset and their mindset is led by their fear yeah period and so I do want to say advisory if you're going to go into your mind and change your paradigms and change your mindset and thought pattern, you're going to destroy your life that you know. The life you know is going to go. You're going to bring complete transformation and chaos into your life. Now, that scares people to hear, but trust me, what you're transforming into, what you're changing into is going to be so much better because yeah. you are doing the work. <laughs> You've spoken like a true Scorpio. Let's, let's dead all of everything that we have to and mm-hmm. then, you know, rise from our ashes. Let's, let's transform. I totally feel you on that. Yep. And, you know, that scares people. <laughs> It's like, it's like, where are you going to be fearful and stay comfortable in your, in your personal hell that you created in your mind? Or are you going to be uncomfortable breaking these hells that you created in your mind to create the heaven that you've always wished for and dreamt of? Like, where, which way your choice, you know? It's because people have to kind of push through that. That's the scary mm-hmm. part. I personally like peering into the darkness. I don't know. <laughs> no, I know what it is. I always find an astrological reason for like. Everything. Oh, yeah, girl. Oh, I'm yeah. Valuing um, Scorpio energy in my second house. That's, mm-hmm. that's on the come there. And I kind of feel like if you have to come to a point where you have to destroy to rebuild, well, you can't look away from the destruction. How are you going to mm-hmm. be able to clear it out? How are you going to be able to figure out what you can do with it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine you uh, build a beautiful building. 70 years later, it's falling apart. Well, are you just going to keep patching up the holes and, you know, inside? Like, are you just going to keep patching it up? Or would you rather like knock it down and build a state of the art building for that time? You know, 
Like you can't keep refurbishing things. Like you need to destroy it and rebuild sometimes. And yep. same concept with the mind. What was given to you by your parents are a reflection of their um, programming from their childhood. How old are your parents? What was going on when they came up, and also relationships and 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 things that they were taught and programmed to think. It's really fascinating when you look at it that way instead of like, um, oh my God, everything's just so crappy. I mean, I see a, a lot of that and I've felt like that myself before, but mm-hmm. when you can really become present to the fact that, you know, there's a lot of different things or a lot of different bricks, I should say, that contribute to the whole of a person, little pieces yes. of that, you know. Yeah. And I do. And look, there's so many layers to this mind thing because we've spoken about the individual mind. Um, Now uh, we kind of went into the parents as well. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that karmic and generational (laughs) mental uh, programming. Let's get it. Let's go far back. Like the programming of the programming of the programming. Like, (laughs) How far back we are doing the work of our ancestors that didn't do the work. Mm. Okay. We, what I've realized, because I'm a mom and my mom passed down karma to me that was left unfinished. Right, right. And I had to cut the karma so my daughter doesn't get it. So how many generations back karma are we having to handle right now? Cause they couldn't do it. Right. Clearly and it's not. affecting our mind. Exactly. Exactly. In a lot of cases, it's limiting um, for people, this generational karma. And yes. the fact is like, you know, when you realize what it is again, that awareness, mm-hmm. you can pour forth from yourself what's necessary to completely wash that away and create something anew. Yeah. And it's a literal death of of every layer of your soul. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. When she was giving me my reading, and the thing is, and I say this all the time, I do readings a lot. I mm-hmm. I know my chart like the back of my hand, but there is still something about having someone else be able to like pierce into your soul the way way that you did when you read my chart. And when we were looking at like karmic points, we were looking up like the South node. And I just wanted to use this opportunity because you said some stuff during my reading and I wanted you to share that kind of with the listening audience. Okay. Um, Just because it really stuck out to me. Because I'll have people come to me and I'm doing like readings and, you know, looking at synastry composite and other charts. And there's always for certain people, there's this heavy karmic aspect. And you're like, how do you deal with this? What would you say, especially like in an astrological chart? So anybody Mm -hmm. here looking right now or, or that is familiar with their chart, what they could pick up from, should we say the South node at this point, since we're talking karma, just because that's, yeah. Okay. I think and I know, I think I know what you're talking about mm-hmm. when I told you the directional uh yeah. path of karma. Okay, perfect. Yes. So, you know, we all think about the south node as 
we have to run away from that area. You know, like we gotta run, go shoot into the North Node and stay there, you know? And and that is so freaking wrong. Um, you know, having my South Node in the fifth house, I'm not trying to run away from my child. <laughs> listen or or the things i'm passionate about correct you know like we need those things we do still need the things of the south node the thing is the first 30 years of your life will reflect so strongly the south node lessons especially if your sun moon are connected to it your parents are literal representations of the lessons you will be receiving they will be the the servers of your past life karma. Um, or you look at any other planet conjunct the south node, if it's Mercury, then your mind, the thoughts you have, are going to bring you the lessons of your past life karma that you're going to need as the foundation to get you to the north. Yes. Now, through your Saturn return, you start flipping towards the north node side of things. Okay. And... Once you realize like, oh man, you know, like I really do need to integrate the North Node. The North Node is not a comfortable point because you're not used to that. It's, it's, it's foreign to you. Yeah. You have to get there in this lifetime. So what happens is the more that you work towards that uncomfortable feeling of things that pertain to the North Node, the sooner you do it, the better. Let me just say that. Okay. The, the sooner you don't resist the uncomfortable feeling so if my fifth house is me with my comfort and my creativity kind of you know more personal and my north node is in the 11th house out in the damn world like go out into society christina go stand you know with people and show that creativity i i used to freeze I, I was scared of getting on YouTube. I was scared of doing all these things, but I realized that I have to push through because that's where my destiny lies. I and so I totally relate because I, <laughs> I have fifth house south node and eleventh house north node as well. Yes, I, yes, yes, I understand that. And to do that flip, you need to work on your mindset. You have to literally. Get in your mind and change it. But once I flipped over and started doing YouTube this year and I started putting myself out there, more lives, more this, man, I started seeing that I am capable of my purpose. And so once you start receiving the be- like the benefits, the blessings, uh, the direction of your North Node, You're supposed to balance them out in your life, the South Node and the North Node. You were so extremely in the South Node early on in your life that you had to kind of tilt all the way to the North Node for a while after, uh, during and after your Saturn return. And then you come back and, and even it out. So you're supposed to merge both the North and the South Node. Ultimately, you need to be creative, both uh, personally and out in the world. You need to access your heart, not just while with your friends and your family and your close inner circle, but out in the world. Like you're supposed to integrate both sides together. That's the true ultimate goal of your karma balance. 
Gotcha. And I think that makes a lot of sense for me too. When the North Node was in Leo, I was having my North Node return. And because mm -hmm. I had it at 29 degrees, it, as soon as it changed, it was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. how, like you said, I kind of went all the way to one side when really it's about a balance. But the opposition between the nodes already speaks of a balance. So you're absolutely Correct. right. Like, you're ultimately going to have to come into that balance. So you're drawing on um, would, it, would you call it like old skills, old energies? I see this described in so many different ways. And um, for some people I was watching, um, it was getting confusing <laughs> because people are like, well, are these just the skills that I picked up from like a past lifetime? Is it like, oh, I was like, let's say ours is Aquarius or something like that. Wasn't I Aquarius in the last lifetime? There's a lot of questions that I've seen about it. So it seems like it's not explained well. Yes, yeah. it's very, I mean, oh, because when you look at reincarnation, um, there's so, <laughs> we're going to go blow this up now. Hold on. <laughs> so we are living all these lives on all these dimensions within the same time, like at, consecutively at the same time, we are living all these lives. Right. So that's where the difficulty in truly explaining what the south node slash past life karma is mm -hmm. because in a way it still operates in the present and so um the ways to identify like past life karma how to read the south node um it's really you know house placement sign placement aspects i still count like I'm a little generous, even with the nodes. And I know people are like, oh, a certain orb. Like, no, I'm a very intuitive astrologer. So mm -hmm. if that's what it feels and that's what my intuition's saying, I'm going to follow it. Um, it just depends. Uh, it's difficult to read it straight black and white off a chart. It's yeah. an intuitive perception that you have to have to, to tap into that past life stuff. I hear you. I agree. And then you said something I wanted to touch on too, since we were talking about the role of the mind. Mm -hmm. I like people understanding how their mind or mental processing works through just simply understanding their Mercury placement, not only what sign it's in, but where it's located, what house it's in. So that's another thing that I was telling people to pay attention to. Um, when you see different things going on, like with the with the Mercury retrograde going on, mm -hmm. and I have like a Virgo dominant chart, so I kind of intuitively always looked at that like, oh, my Virgo planets are like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, this is affecting them um, directly. But then just going back to someone's Mercury sign, so if we're working on, you know, kind of transforming ourselves from this mental conditioning that we had built up over time it's important that we understand how we process things so you know yes. i want to stress to people the importance of understanding what do you what advice would you give and you can just we can just throw out some placements for it you don't have to go through all 12 i'm not trying to <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here for two hours uh <laughs> exactly. yeah you know what, you know, like, what would you uh, we could keep it to element if you wanted to if that would make it easier and that's so funny because that's literally what I was going to do. Like, air sign. <laughs> gotcha. We're right there. We're right there, girl. We're connected. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking, like, if you have Mercury, especially with, the, you know, Gemini, uh, I kind of have to isolate the Gemini a bit there because it's I like, you know, 
got to roll the mind there. Um, Mercury and Gemini is, it, you know, and, it's, and this is my thing about cookie cutter astrology. No. I don't like it. I hate I it because I need all the layers. So I'm like, what house is this Mercury? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, if it's, you know, I'm going to try my best, girl. I'm going to try my best. I, I'm going to do what I can. Let's go. All right, Chrissy, tap into this magic. One second, please. How to dissect your Mercury. All right. This is what's coming through. Take your chart. And I'm actually giving the people the power to look into their Mercury um, because that's what they need to do. You need to, people need to be familiar with their chart and I will um, break it down now. If you have your Mercury retrograde, which is not uncommon. I have it. Me too, girl. Me too. Um, You already are processing your thoughts and communication internally first. Um, Mercury, any retrograde planet is closer to Earth. Its influence is higher um, in your life. It's, It's stronger. And so that's why people freak out because, oh, my God, the energy is so much stronger. Everything's screwing up. No. Um, it's just, it's just trying to organize things and you're freaking out. But if you have it natally, that inner awareness of your mind is so important because Mercury retrograde doesn't shut up. Your mind doesn't stop. Your mind is overactive, just in your head 24 seven. And <laughs> you learn to block it out. You learn to ignore it and your mind keeps going and going. And then you wonder why you get to bed so tired and your mind is dead. Yes. So bringing awareness into your literal mind is so important for you, Mercury retrograde, whatever house, whatever sign, it don't matter. Okay. Um, Mercury direct. Jacory. Hi, Jacory. I have, I love him. I love him. Okay. Moving forward. If you have Mercury direct, um, you know, there's an ease, a better ease, generally speaking, on how you ex- um, communicate externally. You may have a better balance at that internal external dialogue. Now, I really love aspects, though. I'm going to jump into the aspects. Like, if you have Saturn on your Mercury, you really need to go into that programming and let yourself know that you have a voice, that you are worthy of speaking your damn mind. I've met too many people with this. It's, it's a difficult one. Because it's literally like they grew up with duct tape to their mouth and they were not given a voice. Mm. And that's the programming they receive in the mind. That restriction on that communication. My goodness. Yes. Conjunction, opposition, square, you know, um, those feel it the worst. I, I really feel conjunction is just the the, the strongest one of those. Okay. Yeah. Um, So you need to go into your programming and flip that switch and say, I have a voice. You will 
have a better time at like kind of thinking before you speak, but just develop that. Just know that you shouldn't always keep it to thinking. You can speak it as well. Um, the power of that is you will be such a great speaker. You will be able to speak directly to the point. People will understand the structure of what you say. And I'm sure you will be able to bring your communication around to um, a way that will, you know, like most people, they can't get lost. It'll be two plus two is four. Okay, perfect. That made sense. You know, not much fluff. Now, <clears throat> Pluto conjunct Mercury. I have that one. So I will tell you right now that the mind and the way you communicate, um, it's, it's uh, your, your words can kill. Okay. People, if you have Mercury conjunct Pluto, opposite Pluto, square Pluto, like your words can just really kill people. You may, um, you may have grown up with a lot of people speaking negatively to you and you ooze that pain through your words and the way you communicate and the way you think. So you probably repeat a lot of those negative things to yourself. So careful on those uh, thoughts like, oh, you know, you're a bad person or, you know, whatever negative thoughts, your thought patterns you're having. Your power is literally the power of transmuting your mind. This very podcast topic, you are here to take all that crap and transform it into gold. My, a mind of gold. And then you will be able to help transform other minds. You will be able to be the one to sit with people and talk about the darkness and about those negative mindsets and help them flip that switch. It's a very powerful uh, uh, aspect to have. Okay. Then, and, and if you notice, I'm starting with Pluto, Saturn. We're going into Neptune now. <laughs> We're going into the like the really difficult ones because they are the ones that are going to need it the most oh, nice. this, uh, topic. Because if you have Mercury Neptune, um, you know it could very well be that you dealt with people who uh, spoke to you that may have even had mental health issues, and uh, they they projected these mental health issues on you, um, and so you may not have received a it was not at all structured mindset. Like they didn't teach you how to think proper, uh, probably they, uh, a lot of lying, um, a lot of, I'm looking for the word mm, delusional communication. What they said didn't make sense. So you didn't even know if you could trust your own mind. Like, are you lying? Am I lying? Who's lying? Like you couldn't literally trust what you hear. You couldn't trust. Yeah. Like you didn't know what to think. You were lost in like mental space because the reality and what was given to you in the programming of your mind just didn't, it, it made no sense. And so what happens with that is, and I also have a sextile to Neptune with my, my Mercury. So I also get this one. Um, that one needs that meditation. You need to do that meditation. You need to go within yourself. 
and truly start figuring out what it is that your mind needs, what structures lacked that uh, you have now experienced in your adult life and that you need to integrate. Um, you know, also in the in the highest potential, this is a very creative mind. It's a very, they didn't have structure. So they kind of were left to go into daydreams and, you know, that's all they had. If their external wasn't like structured, they kind of went internal and got lost in their mind because they couldn't trust the external. Um, in the highest vibration, this is someone that can connect to spirit. They can channel, they can actually be a very clear channel if they clear up the negative mindset and programming. Okay. Mars and Mercury, I mean, another uh, very direct tongue to deal with. <laughs> Mercury, uh, Mars, you're just going to have someone that you probably were around a lot of people that were also very direct in their speaking, just bop, bop, this is what it is. And you kind of uh, turn into that fiery uh, tongue yourself. Yeah. What happens here is you can talk a lot. <laughs> like you just literally, you love to talk. It's like that, that, everything you think you probably say too, because it's your willpower. It's like you you can't do something without, I'm going to do this, you know, like, <laughs> you know, um, some things about it though. Uh, for this one, it's just balancing though, like kind of separating the mind from the fire kind of learning how to cool the mind down a bit, see if you have any aspects to watery signs or planets that can cool it down. Cause um, if you're always, if you're always talking, you're not listening. Very true. Very true. You have two ears and one mouth. <laughs> Correct. So for Mars, Mercury, I say, try to bring down the fire a notch uh, meditate as well. Go within because you need to listen. Listening is so important. Let's see. Mercury, Venus. Okay, they really love to talk though. <laughs> but it's in a different way. It's not, you know, it's not the like, I'm going to blab your ear off. It's more like they talk about what they love. Yeah. Uh, they, they just have this sweet way of speaking um, the problem is though, depending on where that Venus and Mercury is, it's like, they might let other people run over them, mm. um, and they're speaking cause they just want to, like, if it's one of the watery signs, like they'll let people run over them in their heart and they'll probably not speak cause they love you so much that they'll just keep it in, you know, they won't say what they really think or what they really feel. Um, there's a danger to that. Um, Definitely. Uh, withholding? Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm. it's, it's going to spill out somehow. Oh, yeah. And if it's something to do with your heart and you're holding it in your heart and you feel like you can't talk because you're letting someone else, like, manipulate your heart. Oh, Lord. So what happens here is truly you need to connect to your heart. And if we talk about the programming, how I said the mind is just a 3D printer and the heart and soul are what, you know, dictate what gets printed, then you really need to be doing the work of your heart. You really need to make sure you're connected to your heart and honor your heart so that when you speak, you speak your truth and don't let other people, you know, stomp all over it. 
Yes. Yes. That's mm -hmm. such an important piece to think of that, that analogy that you're using to the 3D printer for your mind, because a lot of us just rely on the mind to protect us from things that have happened to our hearts. You know what I mean? Those types of experiences that kind of shake you so much that like if before you were the type of person who would operate on more of a feeling capacity, then you have the potential sometimes negatively to beat yourself up because things happen to you. Um, right. So I'm just going with the heart. So that's what I think people struggle with. So, you know, it becomes a little bit difficult to have control over the mind as you should. Like the mind shouldn't be controlling you. Correct. And um, so we spoke about Venus and Mercury. Let's see, what am I missing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, I was going to be so, I was going to be silly. Like Mercury conjunct Mercury. No, <laughs> that doesn't exist, but uh, <laughs> I'm a little clown, so don't mind me. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure I'm missing Uranus. Uranus conjunct Mercury. That is another one. Um, these are people who have those radical ways of thinking. People might look at them. So people probably looked at them growing up like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, what are you saying? Like, And they probably have this humongous doubt about their mind and how it works because it never fit. It never fit into society's standards. Well, these are the people that I say, tap into that Uranus. Be your damn wild free self. Show people the power of the mind because you're bringing in the new mindset. You have the new mindset. You have the new mindset. Don't allow society to, to limit your mind because it doesn't fit into their paradigms. You know, like, screw that shit. Be your damn self, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Uranus just... Um, Maybe the delivery is kind of what you need to work on, because if you can present a new mindset in a constructive way, then you'll have much better success than if you're, you know, sharing these new mindsets in a, a way, in a language that people will not understand. You know, so maybe the delivery might be the best thing. See if you have any supporting, maybe a Saturn trying to it or or um, the house or any earth energy that you can tap into to kind of ground that um, communication. I can see that that Mercury being very uh, rebellious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run unchecked, it couldn't probably be a good thing. So yeah, that Earth energy would definitely help to grow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so let's see. Oh, we did not talk about Mercury Jupiter because oh. that one. Oh. Okay, I love Mercury Jupiter, but that's probably because I'm a Sag Moon. And <laughs> like these are wise people. If you have that Mercury Jupiter conjunction, like, oh my gosh, you must love information, knowledge. Um, the thing with this is you want to learn so much. You want to expand the mind so much that you don't anchor in what you're learning. Mm. You kind of go from flower to flower, like a little bee, just, just hop around, hop around. <laughs> and you don't, you might not anchor in uh, the true 
knowledge. And there's another word I wanted to use there, but I can't. It's it's I feel the word. I can't say the word. <laughs> For that, it's just that's also bringing some structure into it. Oh, you know, so <laughs> Jacori, optimistic, expansive mind. Yep, that's exactly Mercury conjunct Jupiter. Um, for them, they're so fiery. So it's kind of the same Mars Mercury uh, conjunction issue where um, you need to bring the fire down a little and bring focus to the knowledge that you're trying to integrate and share with the world. If you're Mercury and Jupiter, I can imagine uh, you speak a little sloppy. Like you're just like, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You're just spewing all this information out and people are kind of like trying to catch it and then they can't. Uh, so the structure there would work. Earth energy, Saturn, um, figure out that. And that's oh, that's why we need the chart, man. We got to see your chart. Yeah. That's yeah. imperative. I keep letting people know I'm not going to be a bugaboo, but <laughs> I think that you should at the very least be familiar with your birth chart. I mean, we all have other charts you can look into after that, too. And when I tell people that, they're like, oh, oh yes. But, layers and layers. Yes. But that's what makes it so beautiful because yeah. depending on what you're looking for or looking at, you can find that information there. But definitely understanding how you process information how your mind works is key because i feel like if i would have really realized some of this a long time ago i didn't get into astrology until i was 32 years old mm. you know it was late in life for me but knowing that i have like mercury and pisces everything makes sense i like feel my way through situations yes Despite the fact that I have a Virgo dominant chart, and yes, I'm going to pick everything apart, still that Piscean Mercury, where it doesn't like to be, it definitely doesn't like to be there. But right. what I have learned is that, like, I'm absorbing. That yeah. is the way, you know, that that I understand things through a feeling capacity. So mm -hmm. just being aware of that, I feel like, lets me understand when I go into a new situation, um, you know, how I'm processing things. So then I can, and then my Capricorn moon kicks in because it wants everything to be like, hey, I'm the little manager. Mm -hmm. That this is this way and this is that way. But when you understand that, it actually helps you with your transmutation process. So, you know, if you're one who has your Mercury and an air sign, that's going to be a totally different experience for you. And again, the other aspects in your chart would lend to that as well. But I just, I don't know, I'm just throwing out here to people. I'm encouraging everybody, know your placements, know your chart so that you can understand how different energy is affecting you as it's transiting and just how you are operating, what level you're working with so that you can better yourself. Mm -hmm. This uh, mind conditioning to really be our best selves and so we can face that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And oh, man, you know, I'm so glad you invited me here to speak on this because we people need to hear it. Yeah. People need to transform their mind to transform their life. Mm -hmm. And you guys got the power. You guys have the power to do what you wish you 
you are a child of the universe and the infinite abundance of the universe is yours once you change your mindset to see it. Yes. You have to have that vision in your head, be able to see it in order for it to be. And that's another key thing that people's minds and their conditioning will get in the way of them being able to understand that you can't clearly imagine yourself within a certain situation or in a certain vibration. How are you bringing that towards you? Mm -hmm. That picture has to be clear. And if you can't get clear on your own, you can certainly have a wonderful astrologer <laughs> to kind of help you with it. I wanted everybody to know because I keep going back and telling everyone what a wonderful reading I had from you. Like, seriously, it was really on point. And it, you really kind of shifted my thoughts in some ways, too, even though I look at my chart a lot. So where can everybody find you again? Just so we know if you want to have a session um, and kind of have some things cleared up for you so that you're be better able to work with the energy that you came into being with. Where can they find you? And they can find me on butterflyastrology.com or uh, here on Facebook, uh, Transmuting Butterfly Astrology. I'm, I'm going to tag everything in here too okay. on Facebook. but uh, And then Instagram at Butterfly Astrology. So... That's pretty much where they can find me. My website has my services. Uh, you can literally go to the website, see what you want, book it there, pay for it there, all on your own, very quick and easy. So uh, right now I'm booked out through January. So yeah, just to let people know. <laughs> it's worth it. This lady's amazing. And Thank I'm you. Your quick, I guess, like final thoughts on advice that we can all use, especially right now when, you know, I feel like the universe has given us sort of a little bit of a boost with this, you know, energy in Sagittarius now mm -hmm. and the sun there. And I always want people to make the best out of the energy that we have going. So for anybody struggling right now to like get rid of some of that um, wiring and conditioning of the mind that's occurred just through maybe your trauma, growing up and whatever you may have gone through at this point you know we're in a space where i feel like the universe is blessing us with expanding things right now yes don't think anybody wants more expansion of their trauma or no. you know, really at the heart of things so mm -hmm. what can we all kind of do what would be your advice i guess on a collective level for all of us to do right now to kind of be able to push ourselves towards that you know, expansion of something positive. I know it's a hard place to get out of, you know, your conditioning, but what can we do? Well, uh, given the energy right now, Mercury is back retrograde into Scorpio. Venus just came back into Scorpio. So, and the moon is literally right now in Scorpio. So if you're listening right now live with us, uh, we are in the thick of being able to tap into the the psych the psyche the psyche i was going to say psychology but no uh, so we're able to access our psyche right now um you're going to have to go in there and and be completely true and real to yourself and and say man these things no longer work for me mentally um venus is going to be 
transiting through Scorpio. And I believe, and I got to find, so Venus entered Scorpio on the 2nd. It, it should be leaving sometime in January. Uh, I don't have the exact date. And so, and then Mercury retrogrades direct on the 6th. I'm yeah. so bad with dates. That's not my forte. Let me just say this clearly. Yeah. But um, it goes forward on the 6th. Now, we're still going to be in a shadow period for uh, t- about two weeks after that. So we're still going to be wrapping up, uh, you know, everything we learned with this Mercury retrograde. But right now through the 6th, make a list of all these things you want to change with your mind. This is it. This is it. This is the final purge. Because once Mercury goes direct, you're going to be purging, purging, purging through the shadow period. Mm-hmm. And when it goes back into Sagittarius within that shadow period, you're going to get the spark in the mind again. You're going to be able to spark the mind again and run with it. Run with this new mindset. Run with the new paradigm. Venus is love. Love is pouring into Scorpio. This is the wrapping up of Scorpio bullshit that we've been going through the last few years. We won't ever have this much Scorpio for a long time. Pluto went through it. Saturn went through it. We just had, uh, you know, Jupiter in it. It's gone. It won't come back for another 12 years. So Venus is literally coming in with sweet, sweet honey and pouring it over the psychological wounds we've received the last few years that we've been trying to heal to heal it. This is it, guys. Are you going to change your mind or no? And if you are, write down what you want to change. Be aware that it's not going to take, it's it's not going to be an overnight thing. And just put your mind to it. Pour love into your mind and know you are capable. You have the power of the universe behind you. Put positive affirmations in there and watch your yourself bloom. Watch your life bloom slowly over time into everything you knew you can live and have that you deserve. Yeah. It's it's that's it. That's so beautifully put and, and such a great reminder to everybody. It is not an instantaneous process but committing to it and knowing that you are worthy of what's on the other side. That's just wonderful. Oh my goodness. I love it. So again, everybody, it's butterflyastrology.com, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes, everybody, please, please check out Transmuting Butterfly. She is amazing. I hope to have her back on. Um, thank you everybody who tuned in for our talk about astrology, transmutation, and the role of the mind. And I can't wait to have you back on. I want to kind of ask that um, you'll agree to do something on Venus with me. I'm just getting this vibe that we should have a talk about that. <laughs> I am a Taurus rising. Uh- <laughs> Hell yeah, girl. I got it. You let me know. We will do it. See, I I had a sense of something. (laughs) So I will definitely have her back on. Thank you again so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, We'll see you again on the flip side. Thank you. Bye. (laughs)